Welcome to Fresh from the Esky. Subtitled Ordinary Lives, Ordinary People. Accompanied by Ordinary Production, Ordinary Editing. Sit back, grab a beer, relax and enjoy. to everyone out there in um, podcast land if you're a listener or a follow whatever those people are you are now listening to the first episode of fresh from the esky the podcast for everyday people with their everyday lives which is most of the world is made up of everyday people ordinary people with everyday lives so that's my target audience which should target about four billion people in the world should probably make me the greatest followed podcaster if this all works out which um, it may or may not Um, but I'm sure that people are interested to hear about ordinary people with everyday lives I mean everybody's got a story everybody's achieved everybody's failed everybody's got something to say everyone's good at something I'm hoping I'm good at podcasting because I'm still looking for what I'm good at but at least I've got on here I've um, followed through with it I think the last thing I followed through with um, made a mess of my underwear. Hopefully this isn't quite as messy. Um, I've got a co-host with me. Uh, my what are you, Ben? My third eldest child. Yes, my third second eldest, youngest. Yeah. Yes, the second youngest. That's how I always view myself. Yeah. So I hope Ben, this is more than just a transport for you. This is a transport for you and I. All right. I don't want you taking over the show on me. All right. Well, you've started off pretty high with the target of reaching four billion people. I was thinking maybe. Four people for the first episode would be good. Well, actually, I was hoping for double figures, actually. Anything over nine will be a success. Well, look, if we get this up there and out there, I feel that's a success. This could be the first, could be the final episode. But well, we'll probably both listen to it separately after it's finished, so there's two. Well, I hope. Mum. I'm not, not sure Mum will listen to it, but Joel will, I'm sure. I don't think Mum would make the yeah. whole episode. She'd yeah. have too many complaints, maybe. Actually, yeah, well, at least we'll have someone writing complaints about what we should do better anyway. So so that's we've got our first... Um, Critique? Yeah, critiques put away already, I'd say. Um, and that's basically what the show is about. Um, we're going to do what I call the six-pack interview, which will be, um, we'll take a six-pack of beer around and I'll see someone, it'll be someone I know more than likely because um, through sports i played, through my work, I might even get a couple of relatives on, I suppose. Might be people Ben knows to widen the circle a little too, like... But just everyday people, there's a certain criteria that they'll be asked to um, meet before they're allowed to um, be interviewed for the show, uh, because I don't want... What what do you say, Ben? We just want everyday people, don't we? Don't want people living extraordinary lives that people won't relate to. That's right. We want people you relate to. We don't want people that we have to envy. Oh, they've done this, they've done that, you know. So... um, Today is our first episode, so a bit more about myself. I'm a um, proud Victorian, living in Queensland. have lived in Queensland now for 32 years, I think. 32, no, 33 years, I think. Um, I travelled up with some mates from Victoria. We were playing Australian Rules football, which is what I call it, Australian Rules football. 
so many people these days, and Ben would get this all the time, oh, you play AFL. Well, no, he doesn't. Neither did I. I wish I had. AFL is a league. That's the elite standard of Australian rules football. What I play is Australian rules football. But if anyone play. anyone asks, it's called footy. Well, to, for me, it's called footy. I won't say, like, I play Australian rules football. I'll just say I play footy. Yes, but it's left to a bit of interpretation up here, isn't it? Like, we used to just say, played footy down home, because that's what everyone thought. You played Australian rules footy. It didn't You didn't have to describe anything else. But up here, of course, we're not the major code up here in Queensland, are we? I mean, yeah, league. League would be major code, I suppose, um, followed by... Oh, we'd be equal with Union, I'd say, these days, because Union... I don't think Union's that big around here. No, actually, well, that's the thing. In central Queensland, we're doing as well as anyone, probably. You know, but... Um, Union's big when the Wallabies are winning. The rest of the time, it's just crap. Same with soccer, I feel, but... Well, soccer's... Soccer's the most popular sport in the world, so... Yes, it is, and it's... It is what they call football. That'll be a thing. There'll be a bit of a sports slant to the show, because um, I'm a very keen follow of a lot of sports um so so is ben and his um brothers too they follow a lot of sports probably more into the nba is it the american one or yeah the nba yeah. nfl recently with the super bowl yeah which is something i never really followed um of course these things become much more accessible than when i was younger because of the um, internet and all those things. soccer with the world cup coming up this year too yes well that's when i do watch a bit of soccer when when only if australia's playing though but um, ben and his mates are watch more than just that they, they follow people in that so yeah there'll be a bit of a sports slant um, a bit more I suppose why am I doing a podcast because, because mum bought you a podcast Mike for yeah, Christmas I suppose I talked about it a lot didn't I yeah so I probably felt once mum bought that I'd be doing something but it is something I've always been a bit as a young kid I was interested in the media but wasn't that much narrow stream radio announcing and things like that and um being a tobacco farmer's son wasn't something i thought you know could access but now good, look good everyone has being a, a tobacco farmer though wasn't it five cents a five cents a day you used to tell us part used to give you no no i used to get a couple of cents per thousand plants actually and you'd pick more than that in a day yeah no we used to get paid yeah we used to get paid mum and dad paid us what dad yeah, it wasn't a lot. I don't know how lucky you kids are. But we, we better not get into that too much. Maybe a later episode. Yes, we could make that. How much harder <laughs> we had it back in our day. But we won't dwell on it at the moment. But yeah, podcasting. Um, look, there's so many of these out there now, Ben. They're, and actually, honestly, I don't expect this to be the best podcast in the world. But I'll tell you what, there's... There's some, there's, some there. there's some bad podcasts. There's some, there's some bad podcasts. There's some very, bad podcasts. Very, very bad podcasts out there, I think. And um, production-wise, well, we've got a laptop and a Yeti mic. We're doing it out in the in the bar I built out the backyard. Um, I tried doing it in the bedroom. I read somewhere that you should get as quiet an environment as you can, but I just sound too sterile. This has got a bit more feel to it. Um, Sounds a bit more every day. With those everyday noises going over as well. That's right. Wind coming yeah. through, dog barking. Yeah, well, actually, hopefully, Ozzy does behave. That's our dog, Ozzy. Um, but, yeah, I think I made a couple of mistakes. Apparently, I read somewhere your artwork should... last thing you should have in your artwork is a podcast mic, which I put mine... Has it front and centre, isn't it? Yes, it is front and centre. So, all right, we've made a few mistakes, but I feel we're, um, we're going to go all right here. 
I don't know um, what are we going to discuss. Well, we'll discuss Ben a little. What are, What about you, Ben? Who Who are you? Who, are who am I? I yeah. thought we were going to go a bit more into you. Oh no, I think I, that, that's enough about me, isn't it? But, oh well, I, what, tobacco farmer moved up from Victoria. Yes, tobacco farm moved from Victoria. Um, came up with some mates playing football. Um, one of them the, went um, home. One of them went missing in action. Wasn't was, the whole idea that you were travelling around Australia on your motorbikes and then no, fell no. in love here in Rockhampton with Mum? Uh, the motorbike bit's wrong. We had a panel van, actually. And I think Mum fell in love with the panel van. No, actually, I might have sold... No, I did have the panel van. Yes, yeah, we were meant to be travelling around the country. I'm only just discovering now that it wasn't on motorbikes. No, no, I brought the motorbike up after that. No, huh. no, no, we were travelling around playing football. Um, got a professional football gig at Noosa, actually, which... There was three of us, and two of us deserved to be played as foot, paid as footballers. Um, one of us didn't, and that was me. But um, I got away from the charade for a little while until they... Actually, I got injured, actually, so that spent most of the season on the injury list, which kind of avoided and find out just what kind of footballer I was. It was funny, though, that was, that was in Noosa that year, and when we moved up, all the mates said, oh, yeah, we'll come up and see you, come up and see you. Uh, there wasn't as many offers when I moved to Rockhampton. Not many people... In Victoria, even knew where Rockhampton was, I think. Considering it's the beef capital of, of the world, isn't it? It's a bit strange that they haven't heard of it. Yeah, I don't know if it was then. I think they used to hear of the name Rockhampton around about the Australian Tennis Open time because everyone said, oh, Rod Laver come from Rockhampton. And Rod, we haven't seen you back here for I don't know how long. I don't, was he here when they did that bust for him? I don't think he even turned up then, did he? Oh, I don't think so. Yeah. Oh, I can't remember when that was even put up. I remember going to see it when I was about four or five. but Yeah, it's been... It, was only put up around then, but yeah, Rod Laver may have appeared in Rocky or flown over or something, but I'll tell you what, he doesn't even live in Australia, he lives in Florida anyway, but Rod, you don't forget your roots, man, my God, this is where you come from. Well, that's what I was, I think I said it to you earlier today, and I can be proved wrong on this, but I'm going to blame two people here for telling me this if it is wrong, and that's Dylan Tyler and Josh Costa. They told me crumb steaks are only a Rocky thing, or a Central Queensland thing. Yeah, can... Any of our listeners, and I hope, you know, our four or five listeners that know that, I'm sure there's crumb steaks in Victoria, but I could be wrong, but I don't think that's right. It is, yes, we are the beef capital. Um, someone else in New South Wales tries to pinch that off us too, don't they? I forget who it is now. No idea. Yeah, there's another beef capital. I can capital only name about three out. cities in New South Wales. I hope you can name more than that, Ben. We've been through there a few times. Sydney, Newcastle. Wollongong. That's Bathurst, about it. Bathurst, mate. I don't know what. I don't know. I thought Bathurst might have been a suburb. Parks, Forbes, all those places we travel through. When you're saying, "Oh, how far now?" No, don't, don't start me on that. Ben. Don't start me on that. Yeah, that's about it. I mean, we'll hear more about me as we go on. Um, I'm happily married to Annette. I have um, four boys who are all in each way. Very successful with that. Um, got now two grandchildren to my eldest boy. Uh, Daniel has two children who are my grandchildren. Yep, Daniel got and that. Jamie. Um, Ben's school teacher. Who'd have thought? School teacher Ben. We've got I get, Joel, that, get that a lot, actually. Yeah, yeah. Joel, who's still at school. Um, Tyler, who's going back to uni but working at BOC Gas. And that's a, yeah. so Tyler's probably got the um, admittedly probably the best football ability out of us all 
Yeah, so, well, I, I used to actually describe um, describe you two as um, Tyler was better than he thought he was and Ben wasn't as good as he thought he was. But uh, I think you've come along, actually, Benny. Ty, Tyler, yeah, he, you know, he's both go good. Both go better than the old man did anyway. So. And he's both still young enough to get better, I feel. Well, I think um, with, your, with your next podcast, you might get into how good you were, actually, um, with Wayne Redsell. Yeah, well, yes... Yes, that's who we're, I'm trying to line up, Wayne Retzel, um, who I played a lot of footy with, who's been a big part of the football club up here. I'm a bit afraid of that, but... Um, Jacob Wayne, said he's confirmed, confirmed guest. Has he? Well, he must have said it to Jacob, so... Well, I rang Wayne this morning and he was going to get me back to me for time. He wanted to work out what he could talk about and that, but, um, which is odd. Wayne's never been short of a word any other time, but anyway... Um, but before Wayne pays me out too much, he should remember that I did vote him into the team of the quarter century, um, which I think, I think that is still hold up now that with our our 50 year anniversary coming up at the Glenmore Bulls. I think Be- um, Wayne Retzel would still hold his spot in the back pocket. It's a position they don't specialise that much now, but he was a good back. He was annoying. He was never took over Ed Mark in his life, but you know he was a very evasive. And that's what he's been a bit about this interview. Up until actually. the up until the invasive part, it did sound a bit like um, Corey Redsell. Yes, probably is um, much moved of, out of the back line now though. Corey has. Yes, got into the forward line. Yeah, it's yep. been a good move actually, hasn't it? Because that's what they like those annoying people. Like it used to be, they just sat in back pockets and always the resting rovers and were protagonists and bit Hayden Ballantyne like. Yes, Redsell. yes, and that's what we'll speak to Wayne about. Not Hayden Ballantyne, but Hayden Bennett. Might be a bit of a chat to have with Wayne Retzel when we get him on, actually, too. So was Bennett Gate at the time, but anyway. All right, that's enough about me. What about you? Um, oh, not much about me. As as we said, I'm teaching at uh, North Rockhampton State High School, where I went to school and graduated in 2016. Um, taking the long road with uni, dropped out. Oh, not dropped out. Dropped out of the course one time. Or not the, not the course, sorry, the term. Uh, failed a couple of classes that I probably shouldn't have. But I'm um, on, the, on the right track now in my last term. Got one assessment left to do. And pretty confident that I'll be passing that with some good grades as well. And um, already you're talking of, well, you were talking of heading off to Melbourne next year. Now you're talking of heading over to England. I think more than likely you'll stay in Rocky. What do you think? No, I'm, I'm pretty, pretty set on moving. I've, overseas is probably the least likely option. But um, definitely, if a job opportunity presents itself in Melbourne, I'll I'll see you at the year here, I think, and then look at going to Melbourne next year. Yes, I, I don't know. I think finances are a thing you haven't really thought about a whole lot because life's good at home. But anyway, well, Powerball, one hundred twenty million next Thursday night. Win that. Yes, yeah, so now you've dated our episode. Gee, I have to get this up quickly now. Thanks, but for that, Ben. <laughs> right out. Anyway, when um just recently, Tom Brady. So we're going to have a bit of a chat now about um, a subject. Now, just recently, Tom Brady retired. Well, now I see this talk of not retired. Yeah, it was uh, the media released that he had retired, and then Tom Brady's father come out and said Tom's made no decision on his future. So that was all taken back, and then the next day, I think Tom Brady came out and said he was retiring. Yeah, well, for for the uninitiated, um, Tom Brady is a um, plays in the what I used to call gridiron, but what is it? The NFL, NFL yeah. in um, America. I think he's 44 years old. Um, he's 
played in seven of what they call the Super Bowls. Yes, yeah, I think seven Super Bowls, and I think, oh no, he's I think he's won seven won Super seven, Bowls. Sorry, I think he's right. played in might be something ridiculous like eleven or twelve yeah, even. And he won six of them with the Patriots, New England Patriots, yep. and most recent one he won in twenty twenty was with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in his first season away from New England, which is is looked upon as much by the media as a he was just proving the point. It's not the Patriots, it's me. I'm yeah, well, that was... People used to say he was a system quarterback, like he was only good because of the New England coach, Bill, Bill, uh, Bill Belichick. But, yeah, coming away in your first season to a team that wasn't that good before, winning the Super Bowl, I think he's proved himself as the GOAT of the NFL. And that's exactly what we're talking about. That's what came up when there was talk of in retirement was, is he the GOAT? Now... Up until, I reckon, 20 years ago, I'd never heard of goats. When, when I first saw this going around, I said, oh, he's a goat. I thought, why, isn't he any good? But, of course, the goat stands for... The greatest of all time. So it seems a very sports-orientated thing that the goat gets spoken of now. Not only do they speak of the goat of a sport, they speak of a goat of all sports. Like, who is the greatest sportsman of all time? Uh, sports person, sorry. Um, of all time, and Tom Brady has been mentioned in that conversation due to this retirement talk. Mm. Along with who? Uh, well, I I think it's I think you got blokes like Michael Jordan, LeBron James, who there's still debate about who's the goat of that sport. If you're talking the greatest athlete of all time, you've got people like Michael Phelps, uh, Usain Bolt. My my number one is Wayne Gretzky from the NHL. That's the National um, Ice Hockey League over in America. I think he's number one. In a team sport. In a team sport. Yeah, so it's hard, I think, to make a number one out of a man that plays in a team. Isn't isn't he reliant on the team around him at, at some stage like to make him that good? Like, And that's what I say. Look at all the trash going on between um, Michael Jordan and Scottie Pippen. I think that's what Scottie Pippen's trying to say. He's trying to say... Well, he's getting worse than that, but he's saying Michael Jordan was great, but he wouldn't have been that great without the rest of us. And um, Wayne Gretzky, the same. Is he, like, I don't even know what team he played. Do you? Oh, actually, I don't know what team he played for. I've just seen his accolades and records that he holds, and it just seems an absolutely ridiculous, like, ridiculous feats. Like, no one touches any of his records. Yes, that is... I've, I think you've read them out to me, and they, they are... And, and that's the thing. And he's been retired for quite a while himself now, hasn't yeah, he? Yeah, quite, uh, quite a while, yes. Yeah, like I think Gretzky, I'm pretty sure, was from the 80s, 90s as much. And he might have played into the 2000s, but he'd only be early. I think there was only one bloke who ever came close to being as good as him, and that was Mario Lemix, I think his name is. But even he doesn't come close to anywhere near as much of Gretzky's records or anything like that. See, and that's where you think, well... How's he compared to a guy like Donald Bradman? Admittedly, a team sport as well, but much more individually based as a team sport. Like, um, even though there's 11 guys on a cricket team, when you're out there batting, you're on your own. Except for the guy that could run you out, I suppose. But um, Don Bradman played many years ago and still has an average that is, I think, nearly 40% at least better than anyone else. Now, I think on a overall averages in Test cricket batting have improved because um, 
for one thing, for the boundaries have been shortened, so they get more value for their shots, probably more fours, they probably get more sixes. Um, and it's hard to compare eras because someone will say, oh yeah, but Don Bradman played, the bowlers weren't as good and that. But by the same token, he was 40 or 50% better than any batsman of his time, and he's still that of anyone that's playing now. And remember, he would have played with a bat was two inches wide, not not two foot wide like the ones they're using these like days. Like the the thickness of the bat, like no, I've been a bit of sarcasm. With, <laughs> but but they are they are well, the bats are seem a lot like some of the bats that um, like David Warner. He seems to use ones that are about I don't yeah, know. no, that that is correct. Yes, and and that's the thing. Bradman's record still holds up, and it's not only his Test record, which admittedly. He's had a shorter test career than a lot of these players do. So the longer you play, of course, the more you risk dropping your average. But um, his first class average is 95 or something like that. Like you know, And, he, and that's after um, 329 innings. He's still got an average of 95. His test average was, um, was ooh, I think it's 99.94. And that's in 52 tests and 80 innings, so it's not like he just played three tests and, you know, like I remember um, Mike Hussey, his average was up pretty high for about half a dozen tests, but you can't sustain it. But Bradman, and there's a lot of talk about Bradman was selfish, Bradman was this, Bradman was that. I'm not talking about his personality, but his average as a batsman is still untouchable. Well, if you're going to, I mean, I didn't know we were talking about this, obviously, so I did bring some statistics to back up Gretzky's uh claim to fame here. So this is only five players have recorded 150 or more points in a season. So if those who don't know, an NHL point is a registered as a goal or an assist. So five players have recorded 150 more points in a season. Gretzky has done it nine times himself. So that's 45% of his season he has achieved that. And only four other people have done it. Did, did they win many championships his team ah uh, yes they did so he did carry a team see that's that's a great claim of michael jordan isn't it? he made everyone better he made he they won six six championships with him yeah so right? two two three-peats so mm. they won uh yeah two three-peats mj did yeah and that's what lebron's they, never done that that's one of saying. the big things about him is it? they say not only was he that good he carried a team and brought them along with him and got the best out of them to win so so what's gresky's uh, how many championships or whatever they play in ice hockey? Um, you'll have to give me a second to Google that. I was just looking at his individual records. I'd just like to know also, ice hockey, isn't that one... Did they ban fighting and they've brought fighting back because of the crowds dropped off or something just recently? <laughs> Did I, I don't think something? they banned it. Oh. I think they've got to like drop their throw their gloves off and they're allowed to punch on. Yeah, it's unbelievable, isn't it? <laughs> uh, so they, he won the Stanley Cup... Three times with the Oilers, and five times altogether, I think. I don't, doesn't say who the other two teams are. Yeah, well, that, that's not too bad. I don't know how many seasons he played, but like five premierships in anything is um, pretty good. Because I mean, I don't know how theirs work, but you either play a final series or you play one of final. So, and here's a here's another uh, big weapon for the argument too. So Gretzky won eight consecutive MVPs at one point. Yeah, that's so in the in the NBA, the NFL, all the major American League sports, 
No other player has won more than four consecutive MVPs. And he's won eight in a row. How big is ice hockey in America? I mean, it's, this is in Canada, isn't it? Canadian. Yeah, I think it's yeah. Canadians. I think it's I think it's really been in Canada. Mm. I think it does get overshadowed in America by the NFL and the NBA. Yeah. I don't know much about the major league baseball. Oh, I think baseball well baseball was used to be big. I know that player strike, remember? I know Barry Bonds. Yeah, I've heard of Babe I think Ruth. he was Yeah, I think both of them actually were on steroids. No, not Babe Ruth. I don't think they had steroids when Babe Ruth was from, Oh, from, yeah. He's from the thirties. Fair enough, yeah. yeah. Barry Bonds definitely. I think there was actually um, controversy recently because the MLB did a did their Hall of Fame, and they won't induct Barry Bonds because of his um, steroid use. Yes, and they said, well, if that's the case, there's a few guys, other guys, they should not allow in there. Yeah, they said it was pretty common. Uh, here's one for you, then, Ben. Now you're probably unaware of this person, but if we're going to talk of goats, so Heather Mackay, Heather Mackay was an Australian woman who played um, squash. Squash. She played squash. From I think to nine oh, from six nineteen sixty to about nineteen eighty I feel yep now in that time squash did not have a world championship what it had was a British Open which was considered the world champ pretty much like tennis they have Wimbledon and they have the they have four big what they call the um, Grand Slam the Opens and they're yep. the big ones but in Squash, it's one, the British Open it used to be. They do have a world championship now, but the British Open was considered world championship, right? So now, that's, the, that's the premiership, that's so it, to yes, speak. Yes, now, I realise squash probably not the most mainstream sport, but like um, a lot of Asian countries play it, uh, British countries as well. Right, uh, she won 16 British Opens in a row from 1962 to 1977. In a row? In a row, yes. Also, during that time, she was undefeated. She lost twice in her career, in her entire career, she lost two matches. One in 1960 and one in 1962. Right? So she was unbeaten from 1962 till 1981. Now, in those 16 British Opens, right, she won all the matches, of course. You've got to win all your matches yeah. to um, win. But um, squash is played in sets, like I think it's pretty much like tennis, best of five sets. Right? So you you play a game, I think games are 21, is it in squash? I'm not sure. I think it's 21 or 11, one or the other. And that's one game. That's one game, right, yeah. In, all, in that run, you know how many games she lost in that time? This is not matches, she lost no matches, we know that. Not yeah. sets, games. Games, yeah. 14. Two. Ooh. So that... Like that is a that is incredibly dominating of a sport. Like I, I remember when Tiger Woods was talked about as the greatest golfer, you know, like and he was dominating. He he dominated golf because I think he had this mental thing over everyone. Like they were all of you know, the last day had come and you might be leading by four or five shots, but Tiger was back there and you could hear the crowd and you knew it was Tiger. You'd hear the chance coming, and they'd all just break down and go because Tiger was the dominant figure. But he never, ever dominated a sport like that. I, I honestly, I cannot think, or could not find anyone that's dominated a sport like that. There was a couple of men players in squash. Um, uh, Jahinga Khan, Jahinga Khan. I 
I hope I've got that right. I, I feel like you haven't, but I don't think like, I'll yeah. be doing any better. And, and Jash Nakan, like they won eight World Opens, six British Opens, one of them, and they were um, very good and, and had big undefeated runs, but nothing like Heather McCott, who, look at that, she's had a central Queensland t- town named after it. Just above us. McCoy. Yeah. No, I don't think that's the case, but it should be. It should be. <laughs> I'd like to know what there is put up for Heather McCoy, because that's, that to me... That I mean, yeah, that goat status. Yeah, that is definitely a absolutely, by well, sounds of it, a domination of a sport for a long period of time. Yes. But do you think to be the goat or to be considered the goat, do you think you have to have a bit of, like, if I was to say, um, like Tom Brady, you know who Tom Brady is. If yes. you go up to someone and say Heather McCoy, what are the chances that they know who that is? Oh, yes. Do you think to be the goat, you have to have a bit of. More notoriety. Yeah, notoriety, more, yeah. More profile. But but that's the, the time, isn't it? Like, I'm sure in uh, when Heather Mackay was playing, when I say, 62 to 81, I would have heard who Tom Brady was over here either. It's a much much smaller world back then. Like. But, you've heard a, but you would have heard of NBA players, though. Like no, no. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, Wilt Chamberlain. Um, I only heard of Abdul Karimjabar. Yeah, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yep, because he was in the movie Flying High. That's the only reason I heard of him. Um, Wilt the Stilt Chamberlain, I only heard of him because he was in the Guinness Book of Records. I read of him doing something. I think he scored 100 points in a game. Yeah, he did, yeah. That's the only reason I'd heard of those guys. He's Um, also claimed to have slept with, I think, 300,000 women. Yeah. I thought maybe that's why I was in the record book. It could have been. I don't know. That's How could you have time to play yeah, basketball I... and do that? <laughs> really? God, must have been very quick hookups of 300,000 disappointed women, I'd say, if that's the case myself. Anyway, we'll leave that with Wilt. Um, but do you think if she played now, like if she was on that streak from 2000 to 2020, would she be any more known? Like it's squash. squash. It's hard to know because in, in Australia at the moment we haven't got any great squash players. I, I presume we haven't because... Um, Generally you in Australia, you hear about sports when we've got someone really like. Look how boxing dies until oh Tim Zoo's long, George Kambosos is long. Like you know, the last time boxing was big in Australia was um, Jeff Horn, you know, and before that I think you nearly have to go back to Jeff Fennick, you know, or Danny Green, Effie Mundine, I suppose. But Jeff Fennick did kind of capture the world stage a little because Jeff Fennick, for what kind of person he is or isn't, was very very good and. I sometimes feel Fennec doesn't get the um, accolades he deserves. He fought everyone that was around him that he had to. Like, you know, yes, he lost to Azum and Nelson, but he beat him before that. People seem to forget he did beat him, and Azum can claim he was crook, whatever. But um, And Azum and Nelson was a great well, I, himself. I did mention this to someone else the other day. I can't remember who, or who I was speaking to it about, but they bring up Floyd Mayweather, 15 0. Hmm. But isn't it true that? Um, there used to be boxers like Sugar Sugar Ray Robinson. Didn't he go on a streak of about 70 wins? Yeah. Yes. And, like, he wasn't picking fights like Floyd would. No. He was just saying whoever, he... basically whoever wants it, come and get it. Yeah, well, they used to fight a lot more often. Like, I, think I think eight think times he... a year, I think yeah. Sugar Ray was fighting. I think he had 160-odd fights and that. But, yeah, I think he had a 70 or 80-fight winning streak. Um there was a guy... Um, I think it was 70, 79 or something, I think it was, before he had his first loss. Oh, no, no. I think he the streak isn't from start. Oh, it isn't from the no, start? No, it, it was from his... Um, he, had, he had a streak. But they used to fight a lot more often. Um, 
and, that, and yes, it wasn't such a. What is it now? It's so you kind of progress your guy by fighting him. You don't want him to lose because it seems once someone's got a loss against their name, they lose so much value. When really, that's why you get a lot of guys around twenty and nil who've really fought no one, no one of great, haven't risked losing. Where back those days they used to risk losing even. And that's why people talk about the Sugar Ray Leonard, Marvin Hagler, Roberto Duran, Thomas Hearns era. Because all those guys fought each other. They all fought and risked losing. That's the biggest criticism I think they have of Floyd Mayweather. He picked his fights a bit. But then you look at his record, he's fought more world champions than anyone. So, But that's a bit the fact that there's so many world champions around these I think there might even be five. Didn't um, he also like avoid many Pacquiao and Pacquiao was in his in, in his, his prime? prime? Yeah, they say that, but um, they're the same age, so that is the talk. Floyd will say he avoided Manny because he was using steroids at the time. That's why he wouldn't fight him, and and Manny wouldn't um, submit to a steroid test. But yeah, I would have liked to have seen him fight earlier. President of the Philippines now, Manny Pacquiao. Oh, he's not yet, but he's a politician over there. Yeah, yeah, no, he's not the president. No, um, I think he'd like to run for president one day. I think he's retired from boxing actually after he he lost um, a while back. But I, I mean, look, people would much rather watch, or generally would much rather watch Manny Pacquiao fight than Floyd Mayweather. Well, in the UFC, you got everyone wants to watch Conor McGregor. He's still the highest paid UFC fighter. Yeah, yeah, he's lost what four of his last fights. It's yeah, un- unbelievable the money. He um, looks like he wants to go come back as a heavyweight. He's put on the beef, actually, too. But, um, yeah, yet the other guy that retired undefeated and beat him and that isn't as popular. Khabib. Yeah. yeah. I'm not going to even try and pronounce his last name. No, I'm not either. But, yeah, it's, it's always interesting. And, and that's another one, like, um, I think... Uh, what's his name again? Floyd Mayweather calls himself TBE, I think. The best ever. You know, but that's very debatable, like, you know. And I think it's even harder in boxing with different weights, different eras. You know, um, like I say, they fought under different conditions and that. Like, like you say, those guys used to all have over a hundred fights. Now, generally, boxers retire. That's what makes Canelio a bit different. I think he's up to sixty fights already, but had a lot before he come to America. But that's a bit American thing. They consider you nothing until you come to America and box. Well, that's not true. It's a bit like their, um, what is it, the World Championship? The, the Super Bowl, is it? Really? Oh, yeah. No one else in the world plays the game. I was going to say, yeah. So it's just an American championship, really. I think they have one game over in London a year. Yeah. And that's about it. Yeah. And like that'd be like us saying when you win the AFL Grand Final, well, you're the world champions. Yeah, but who else plays the game, really? And when you look at the like um, the World Cup will bring in billions of viewers. Oh, the it, Super Bowl wouldn't come close to bringing in what the World Cup does. That's right. And that's what the people of, um, what do they call it, the, the real game or... The world's game. World's game, and it is. It is the biggest. Union has a few countries play it, probably more than Australian rules or, or gridiron, but soccer's the one. You know, it is a... And that's why Australia would like to be better at that, but... Well, I, I think we're how. a pretty good shot at making the World Cup. Yeah. I think we're sitting third in our, um, our qualifying group at the moment. Well, they've... I suppose there wouldn't be many countries that have four major football codes like us and that's a bit to soccer's detriment probably like you know because um and it's 
changed look look now we have these guys cross coding across different things and all that like you know and I, I think soccer it's one of those games where you nearly got to go overseas to prove yourself don't you I mean this is a minnow over here but I mean even Americans and all that don't they they've got to yeah, go to Europe Americans that, it's usually you got your, your um, Spain's got a big league um, England Germany France and Italy but the English league the Premier League that's considered I think the top league in the in the sport of soccer yeah yeah but then they have their Europa Cup or something yeah the UEFA Champions League that's like that's all the clubs from those big Mm. kind of um, leagues like the French like I think there's even Portugal in there and all that the best teams from the previous season will fight it out Mm. but I think that's also even like depending on how good your league is you get more teams that enter that Oh yeah. So yep. I think yeah. Premier League's guaranteed four teams in the Champions League yeah. every year because they're the best league. See Barcelona and Real Madrid. Yeah, they're Spain. Yeah, yeah. That's the other big league. Yeah, yeah. And because and the money is exorbitant in all those leagues, but I think the British league is the one that really. Now there's one other um, goat contender you have on in your yeah, mind. Yeah, I, th- I think we uh, yeah. did get a bit away from it then. But uh, just to bring back up, my other one is Michael Phelps. I think well, it was I was tossing up between uh, Usain Bolt and Michael Phelps as the most decorate, oh, the most dominant Olympian. But I think Michael Phelps um, takes it there. He's got an all-time total medal count of twenty-eight medals. That's the most of any most decorated Olympian of all time. I think he's got so he holds records for. Uh, most gold medals. He's got 23 gold medals, and 13 of them came in individual events. Yeah, that that is incredible. Phelps, yeah, he was something else. Um, I agree there. Um, I I suppose probably Usain Bolt gets more accolades because the 100 metre run running the athletics is probably more. What would you say? Popular, I'd say. Yeah, yeah, than the swimming. People want to, yeah. Swimming's more a narrower thing, but Phelps is incredible. Usain Bolt was something else, though. Um, and the fact that he's still, to this day, there's not even a mention of him being a steroid user. And that. Like, so mm. many. And he did it from 2004 to 2016, I think was his last, in Rio. And all that time he was dominating and getting golds, Phelps. Yes, yeah, no, no, I know. And, yeah, and, but... What's his name? Um, Bolt was pretty much the same, wasn't he? Like, oh no, it was. Probably I think Bolt was three, a bit, three. Three. Yeah, Olympics, I think. I suppose. Yeah. Bolt might have been two thousand eight to. Yeah. Sorry. Yes. Yeah. I think it. Did, I think you're right. Twenty sixteen. Yeah. He's, um. Two thousand and nine world champion. Two thousand fifteen. Well, he won nine to fifteen. He won the world champion. But yeah, I think it was over three Olympics. Um, but four of the top ten fastest times in the two hundred meters belong to um, Usain Bolt. Nine of the top 20. And in the 100 metres, first three fastest times, world record, first three fastest times ever recorded belong to one man, Usain Bolt. So, yeah, as good as Phelps is, I don't know, I think Bolt, like I say, another thing is in a sport, drug-ridden and, and like you'll, they'll come out years later, there's never even been a hint I've been being tainted. But anything. I think that's the same with Phelps as well, though. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think there's been oh, anything. No, it was about only marijuana use, wasn't it? Yeah. Was the, there even that? 
Oh, I can't remember, but I didn't. Smoking bombs. Well, I don't think there was anything about him, his steroids or anything like that. No, outside of well, China. Phelps has set 39 world records. 39 world 39, records. 39. 29 individual and 10 relay. Yeah, well, I, he's also... I think it was he's Phelps. Set, yeah. I, I didn't... I'd have... He doesn't hold them or he would have broke his own oh, record. Yeah, so, yeah, he set them, yeah. yeah. And Phelps is also... I think he holds the record for the most gold medals in an Olympics. Oh, he definitely would. Yeah, be. I think yeah. like in one... In one, yes. In one does. game. I think, it I think it's eight. Seven or eight, yeah. Yeah. Eight. Ridiculous, yeah. You Which know, I some suppose of them are relays, in, but yeah, in swimming there is a lot more chances yeah. for someone to yeah. get. But eight gold medals. Yes, that's every yes. event I think he would have been in. That's yeah. first, and that's the thing. He, he seemed to be able to swim over dis- distances, like you know, he, um, he was a sprinter mainly, but um, could go up to middle distance it seemed like, which is um, very good. Anyway, I think that's our goat debate. We've done very well here, Ben, for our first episode. I don't know if we've talked too much or, or not. Shout out to Kelly Slater as well, actually. Yes. Uh, 92 won his first surfing title and he just won one a couple of weeks ago I think it was at the age of just before his 50th birthday as well yeah yeah look he's there's so many great sportsmen around um, at the elite levels like you know and um, Slater himself yeah he separates himself from many of them too just the longevity of the guy you know and, and surfing itself must have changed a lot in just the time he's been into himself. Like, I mean, I, I think he was at the start of it becoming a very professional tour because, you know, like, there used to be guys back in the 70s, Australian guys and all that, Rabbit, Buffalo you and that, all those guys. But it wasn't the professional thing. It was more recreational sport, I think, actually. I think but he's yeah. world number one again, actually, as well. Yeah, Slater. no, he, he's good. Slater's good, and to still be doing that at his age... Just shows, you know, he's been good for a very long time. You know, look, Valentino Rossi. Gee, look at him on the motorbikes, like, you know, he was incredible, really. Like, you know, what he did over the longevity of his sport. Like, Casey Stone had come in there, and he was in there for a few years and won a couple of times, and people still talk that Casey Stone might have been the most naturally talented guy there at the time Valentino Rossi was there. But, you know, Valentino Rossi, stood the test of time like, you know I think he's retired this year too actually I don't think there'll ever be ever be a clear answer to who the greatest athlete of all time is no look it's just something great for debate and that, which we've what we've done today anyway I think we'd better wrap up our first podcast um, as I say we'll be doing an interview as um, Ben has let drop we're trying to get hold of Wayne Retzel for our first interview I've, his son's told me he's confirmed that his son Jacob can be a bit unreliable but I'd love to have him on here. I mean, like I say, we want ordinary people. They don't come much more ordinary than Wayne Retzel, honestly. You know? I mean, he's as brown, grey as ordinary can be. But no, look, we'd love to have him. But by the same token, I can't just, you know, cut celebrities out. But I'm not going begging any celebrities. But uh, the celebrities will come begging for us. So what we're going to do is we're going to put an invite out. Now, there's forever at this stage, the world's... Most listened to is podcaster is who? Yeah, most listened to, most popular, yeah. Is Joe Rogan? Of, yeah, Joe Rogan podcast. Bit of controversy recently about him. Yes. And his podcast. Yes. But. but Joe, if you're listening out there, look, I'll be honest, I've never listened to your show, but I'm sure you'll be listening to mine as the threat it could be to you. Um, there's a standing invitation, stands for all time for you to come on the show. Just let us know when you're ready, Joe. Come on, chat about what you're up to at the time and all that, right? You know, your controversies at the stage. 
I think he does a few drugs and that on. Doesn't he do? Yeah, I'm pretty sure he. I'm, I think it's every episode. I think he um, smokes some weed. He does it while he's doing the podcast. Well, Joe, look, get on my show. I'll bring you. We'll bring you a slab of VB. All right. If you think you think that stuff's good, why don't you have a slab of VB? It's um, even better. But also, each week at the end of the show, we invite a celebrity on. Um, they only get 28 days to um, get back to us on our invitation. Um, this week, Sylvester Stallone. If you're out there, Sly, you want to come on the show? You've got 28 days to get back to us. All right, I'd like to discuss what, the Rocky movies, the Rambo movies, your comedy, or so-called comedy movies. Probably your defence in a few of those Rocky movies too, man. You he might be able to help us out with the uh, the boxing, like Floyd Mayweather. Mini yeah, Pacquiao. What, what's his opinion? Because I, I think he's a student of the game, you know. Like so, um, he, he'd have an opinion, I'm sure. I'm sure, Sly, you've got a lot of opinions. If you want to come on the show and share with us, I don't. No, I'm not actually up to phone hookup stuff, but I think you can do something like that, can't you? Oh, we can. We could Skype him or yeah, something like something. that. Yeah. Or, or hey. You can fly us over there and we'll do it at your place if you like. Oh. All right? Don't need to bring any luggage. All, all Dad's got is a laptop and a set of headphones. That's right, yeah. And yeah, so look, I think we've got the first episode done, which is great. We'll try and get a second episode out. Wayne Retzel, we're lining him up. Um, ben, hopefully, we'll be able to co host with me if you're fit and well, Ben. Oh, I think I should be able to, yeah. All right. Uh, no. With you two, you and Wayne, I think you two do most of the talking anyway. I'll probably just sit there. And listen. Uh, yeah. Listen and learn, maybe, Ben. Listen and learn. Righto. That's it. Episode one. Fresh from the Esky is done and dusted. Hopefully, there will be an episode two. Episode two.